the Anglican Church in the Bahamas and the Turks and Caicos Islands presents Insight, a program sponsored by the Anglican Churchman. My name is Mary Rodland, and I'm from the Parish of Holy Cross. My technical producer is Ramon Sweeting. Welcome to Insight. This program is sponsored by the Anglican Churchmen. Blessed be the Lord our God, by whose grace we are yet alive. Blessed be his Son, Jesus Christ, by whose rising we are set free. Father, we come together in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, to offer you our worship, praise, and thanksgiving. To you belong all power and glory. You are the source of all goodness. Let your worship bear witness to your peace and saving power. Through your Spirit, may we ever rejoice in the abiding presence of our risen and ascended Lord. Amen. O gracious light, pure brightness of the ever-living Father in heaven, O Jesus Christ, holy and blessed, now as we come to the setting of the sun and our eyes behold the vesper light, we sing your praises, O God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You are worthy at all times to be praised by happy voices. O Son of God, giver of life and to be glorified through all the worlds. Have mercy upon us, most merciful Father. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things done and left undone, and so uphold us by your Spirit, that we may live and serve you in newness of life, 
to the honour and glory of your name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty and gracious Father, we give you thanks for the fruits of the earth in their season and for the labours of those who harvest them. Make us, we pray, faithful stewards of your great bounty for the provision of our necessities and the relief of all who are in need to the glory of your name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our hymn, Come Ye Thankful People, Come. Our reading for this evening is taken from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28, verses 1 to 14. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow his commands, I give you today, 
The Lord your God will set you high above all nations on earth. All these blessings will come on you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. You will be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. The fruit of your womb will be blessed and the crops of your land and the young of your livestock, the calves of your herds and the lamb of your flocks. Your basket and your kneading trough will be blessed. You will be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. The Lord will grant that all enemies who rise up against you be defeated before you. They will come at you from one direction, but flee from you in seven. The Lord will send a blessing on your barns and on everything you put your hand to. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he is giving you. The Lord will establish you as his holy people, as he promised you on oath if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in obedience to him. Then all the peoples on earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they will fear you. The Lord will grant you abundant prosperity in the fruit of your womb, the young of your livestock, and the crops of your ground, in the land he swore to your ancestors to give you. The Lord will open the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty, to send rain on your land in season, and to bless all the work of your hands. You will lend to many nations, but will borrow from none. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. If you pay attention to the commands of the Lord your God that I give you this day, and carefully follow them, you will always be at the top, never at the bottom. Do not turn aside from any of the commandments I give you today, to the right or to the left following other gods and serving them. The end of the reading. Today is the 25th Sunday after Pentecost. Today we celebrate Harvest Thanksgiving. Harvest Thanksgiving is a Christian festival that is celebrated annually in many churches. So why do we celebrate harvest? Psalm 104 Verses 14 to 15 gives us the answer to that question. It says, The earth is the Lord's and all that is in it. He makes grass grow for the cattle and plants for man to cultivate, bringing forth food from the earth, wine that gladdens the heart of man, oil to make his face shine, and bread that sustains his heart. Harvest has been celebrated ever since human beings first planted seeds cut the heads of grain, and stored them to use in times of scarcity. When the children of Israel entered the promised land and left their nomadic existence in the wilderness, they adopted the agricultural festivals being kept in the promised land, and these have come down to us today. So, some 2,000 years later, Christian communities continue to follow this tradition and pause one day of the year to give God thanks as a reminder of his bountiful goodness and the blessing of his providence in the lives of his people. It is easy for us to take God's goodness and protection for granted. In times of plenty, we often take credit for our prosperity and become proud that our hard work and cleverness have made us rich. But it's easy to get so busy 
collecting and managing wealth that we push God right of our lives. But it is God who gives us everything we have. And it is God who asks us to manage it for him. So today we pause to give thanks for his goodness. In showing our gratitude to God, the congregation has brought gifts of food and decorated the churches. These gifts will be later shared with the needy or elderly people in our community. But as we give God thanks for his blessing and providence, we should also take this opportunity to ask ourselves, what in our lives by the divine grace has been safely gathered in and sheltered from the storms of life? What relationships have been restored? What financial difficulties have been resolved? What health problems have been cleared up? I'm sure many of us have stories to tell about God's goodness for all that he has done in our lives. Maybe you are one of those people who the songwriter spoke about when he said that God's goodness is running after him. To you I say thanks be to God for all that he has done. But for those who are mourning and asking themselves, how long do I have to wait, dear God, or dear God, have you forgotten me? I want to tell you today, do not be discouraged. Be reminded of the promises in Psalm 126, verse 6. He who goes out weeping, carrying seeds to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with him. Because if the seed we sow is according to God's commandments, then it is fed and watered by God's faithfulness and love, not our own. We will each reap a harvest of joy, but it's God's time, not ours. One thing we have to understand about farming is that different crops have different rates of growth. Some take longer and bear fruit later than others. But no matter how long it takes, our God is in the business of bringing in the sheaves through the healing and restoring work of Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10 encourages us when it says, When the plowman plows and the thresher threshes, they ought to do so in hope of the harvest. We can plow and thresh in hope because God will fulfill his promises for he is the source of all good things. In our reading for this evening, we read that if we have observed the commandments of the Lord, walking in his ways and trusting him, God will bless us and we will lack nothing. Deuteronomy 28 tells us that it is God's will that everyone be blessed. It does not matter who we are. God wants us to be blessed. It does not matter how young or how old we are. God wants us to be blessed. It does not matter what gender we are. It does not matter how much education or money we have. It does not matter if we are single, married, separated, widowed, or divorced. God wants us to be blessed. But to tap into this blessing, God wants us to do two things. And the first is to fully obey his commandments. And the second is to follow his commandments. So the ability to give thanks with a joyful heart begins with recognizing God as the source of all good things. 
and that God is always faithful towards his children. Remembering what God has done, made possible, possible or mercifully prevented, does not just provide us with a sense of self-satisfied gratitude. We are to remember that God is the one who is faithful and provides, not us. Giving thanks, then, helps us to keep check of our own egos. It helps us to remember who is in charge. It reminds us that God is the land owner and we are only stewards. Human nature has not changed much since the days of ancient Israel. Humans still feel the need to pat ourselves on the back when things go well, but blame God when they go wrong. The Bible warns us never to forget that God and God alone is the source of all that we have, all that we are, and all that is to come. Because of this, it is our spiritual duty to share God's gift and our blessings with others. Few farmers hoard their harvest. They must part with their crops by selling them to make a living. As Christians, we cannot hold on to what is not ours to start with. Psalm 24 declares, The earth is the Lord's and all that is in it. And if everything we have really belongs to God, how can we not share God's things with those whom God created, loves, and for whom God sent Jesus to die? St. Paul emphasized that it is God who makes it possible for us to be as generous with others as God has been with us, so that through our generosity, thankfulness to God will abound all the more. A generosity of spirit is vital to Christian discipleship. Not only do we need to thank God, but we need to express appreciation to one another. How often have we thanked the garbage collector, the store clerk, our kids, our spouses? Thank someone today for who they are or for making our lives what it is. We are called to be generous with our thanks and to give of ourselves in love kindness and thoughtfulness, compassion, and self-sacrifice. It is these traits of Jesus that we need to offer abundantly to one another. We have so much for which to give thanks. We would have nothing without God's providence, overflowing generosity, kindness, and love. We have much to thank God for in this life. Sharing God's generosity with others is the very act of giving thanks. We give thanks every time we place our thighs in the offering plate and remember God has been gracious to us. Giving thanks is sharing God's blessing with others. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7 states, God loves a cheerful giver. But we rarely quote all of what St. Paul originally wrote to the Corinthian church. And here's what he wrote. Each one of you must make up your mind, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. We too are compelled to make up our minds to offer what we have with joyful hearts. We thank God out of the sheer joy of having received abundantly. Our God is an abundant God, offering abundant life to all. Remember the words of Jesus in John chapter 10, verse 10. I have come 
that they may have life and have it to the full. We need only to open our eyes and our hearts to hear his invitation to receive that fullness of life. When we have accepted God's gracious offer of life everlasting, we know the joy that comes from deep within and bubbles up as thanksgiving. Give thanks then with a joyful heart now and always. So to you who are still waiting in expectancy of God's promises, I would like to share with you a story. In 1936, amid the darkness of 30 years war, a German pastor, Martin Rinkard, is said to have buried 5,000 of his parishioners in one year, an average of 15 a day. His parish was ravished by war, death, and economic disaster. In the heart of that darkness, with the cries of fear outside his window, he sat and wrote this beautiful hymn that we all sing today. Now thank we all our God with heart and hands and voices, whom wondrous things hath done, in whom this world rejoices, who from our mother's arms hath led us on our way with countless gifts of love, and still it's ours today. This was a man who knew that thanksgiving comes from the love of God, not from outward circumstances. Here was a man who, in spite of the sorrow that gripped his heart and the emotional emptiness he must have felt after burying so many, had the eyes of faith to turn to the Lord with thankful heart. This is the blueprint of what we should follow. Let us pray. Eternal God, you crown the air with your goodness and you give us fruits of the earth in their season. Grant that we may, we may use them to your glory for the relief of those in need and for our own well-being. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A final hymn, We Plow the Fields and Scatter.
Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or conceive, by the power which is at work among us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all ages. Amen. Thank you.